Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Primetime on Wildcard Week. And now we have an opportunity and a challenge to take it into the postseason and, uh, and play the best football that we possibly can. I'm excited for our guys to do that. This is a Wildcard Week edition of Primetime with Isaac. I was greatness before the knee injury rock. And Jason Big Beard Sakanic. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Isaac and Sue on 1080. We're in, so now we have a chance to be dangerous. The fan. Hey, what it do? What is up? Good Thursday. Drop. You don't hear Sue. And that's because he is out today. I'm looking for his ahoy. Uh, Will Ortner in. Uh, So we have... Ortner in for Jordan. Souk's seat is empty, and uh, I'm here. How are you? What's going on, Will? Not much, man. Glad we got to the bottom of that. Yeah, here it is. What? Remember when he said that? No, I don't. What was he? Was he surfing at that point? <laughs> what was that noise? Yeah, it sounded a little bit like uh, Bart Simpson, huh? Now there's, you know, like we've been doing this uh, ahoy or uh, what it do ahoy thing for a while. You know, I don't know. It's supposed long, to fake the energy, you know. As long that. as I can remember, dude. Yeah, and so one day, like of all the days we've been doing shows together, only one time has he screwed up his ahoy. I mean, he, he just absolutely whiffed. Ahoy! So that's what he usually does. One day he did this. What? And then he said this. I lost it there. Ahoy, how about that? So, uh... Yeah, I don't know what that was, but it was a one-off. He's not here today. He's taking a personal day. He is going to be back tomorrow. What a day to miss, though, huh? Well, I mean, everyone talks about it coming in threes. This seems like the perfect day for that third shoe to finally drop. Wait, who died? Well, his career died. Yeah, you're talking about Belichick? You know, I was, uh, I don't know if you had this thought. Here's a random thought before we really dive into all of this. And by the way, uh, Dan Lanning's staying at Oregon. So there. Well, it doesn't come in fours. His coaching career in Oregon didn't die. It is wild that we lost. I mean, dude, let's just go back to three years ago. Mm -hmm. Three years ago, Alabama had won a title. The Seahawks were 12-4. and I know that because I looked it up. And the Patriots Patriots had Cam Newton. They were kind of doing the the transition out of Tom Brady. But there was no indication that Belichick was – like, we didn't know how Belichick was going to do without Brady, right? Right. 
So go back to three years ago, and I tell you, on these airwaves, I don't even know if you were here three years ago, Will, but... I was not. I was in college. Yeah, so you're in college. If I told you three years ago that all three of those coaches will be gone in three years, all on pretty much the same day, you'd you'd say I was high. I'd have been like, thanks for finally answering my DMs. What? I DM'd you a couple times. You did? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, dude, why would that you respond? blow you off? I was just trying to get a job shadow. Oh, like, dude, yes, I'm sorry. Finally. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I'll, you, go ch- I'll go check them now. I'll you, respond now. You could have been my Is radio. too late? You could have been my radio mentor, not Dusty. Oh, damn, man. Sorry, man. I, I don't like doing that. I always like to, I always like to respond to the youngs. It's not like you're on Twitter someone, a lot. It's okay. Well, that's true. I for a for a year I was just completely I didn't even check them. So, I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, the youngs when the youngs come a call and I'm a, you know somebody did that for me, so I I do that for the young. So, I I really I didn't sorry take offense. No. I did not take offense to You're it. Making me feel terrible. It's you and well, uh, I would. you and DK Metcalf and Summer Ray. Metcalf mm-hmm. didn't get back to you? No. No. Well, <laughs> Who he is was Summer Ray. It, that's quality uh Instagram Google there for you, bud. Okay. I gotcha. No, DK, uh, <laughs> he was dating a girl at Central, and so I was like, you want to come on my college radio show, dude? Whoa. He was uh, not pro that. <laughs> Did he respond to you, at least? Uh, I got left on scene. <laughs> you got what? What does that mean? It's uh, when they have, adult. When they ha- that is adult. It's a younger adult. Um, it's when they, when you have text messages, you can set it up to have read like it, you'll yeah, have like your red receipts, receipts yeah. right? Sure. He had his on on Twitter, and it just said "scene." <laughs> so he saw it. And Cl- clearly saw it. By the way, Summer Ray, super hot. Why would you? What do you think you're going to get out of DMing her? I mean, no offense well, to you. Look, dude. Let's not act like I was like, all right, it's a Tuesday I mean, at seriously. noon. Like, let's send this text message. Oh. A shot in the dark oh, on like so a, a late Friday night. Yeah. yeah, yeah why I not? Got, I got you. All Who cares? Made a mistake. Yeah, Shooter you're shoot. right. Who cares? But man, she is. What? So what is? What's her deal? I just said sup. In She's sup. like the original. <laughs> uh, Did you really? You yeah. DM her and it just says sup. Sup. Yeah. That's how it happens, huh? I, I want to know. And then she what checks your profile, on. finds you good looking, and then says, back, "Sup." Back then, I had beautiful back. hair. God. We could have uh, talked about hair ties together. That'd what could have been you and some, Summer Ray? Me and Summer Ray. Well, I'm sorry I didn't answer your DM. Anyway, three years ago, <laughs> think back to that. They're all gone. Three years. It's crazy. Life comes at you fast. And I was going to say this, too. I was thinking before we get into this, I was watching the Bill Belichick press conference today going, you know, well, it wasn't really his press conference. It was like the coverage before his press conference. And it was as if the guy died. Like, there is something There's something so wrong with, I think it's an East Coast thing. It's like the East Coast media. There's not a lot else to do. Because when Pete Carroll left or was forced out, you know, out here, it was more celebratory, right? It was like, oh, man, that guy was great. And but know, I kind also, of celebrating Pete's career. Pete, it was as if Bill Belichick died today on ESPN. But I also think that shows you the different personalities of each head coach. I mean, Pete yeah, Carroll maybe. is, he's much more jovial. He seems like the type of guy that when he does die, he would want a celebration at his funeral, not a somber event. I don't really feel like Bill understands how to have fun. Or like his version of fun is breaking down defenses that he's about to go against or offenses. So I think that leads to more of a somber tone. It's also the end of that dynasty. I mean, 
He was there for 24 years. I get it. It's a big deal, but it's not as if he died. That's just, you know, it's like, I don't know. Well, think about it this way. He's been the head coach at New England for all but two years of my life. Yeah. It's yeah, a, a long, long time. time. It is, but you're also very young. I appreciate you saying you're that. You're not that old. I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, no, I, I, you don't have to explain the greatness uh, of Bill Belichick in that run. Uh, I, get, I fully get it. It's just, uh, I don't know, it was very somber. It was like the time Nick Faldo had his last broadcast on CBS on golf. Yeah. Oh my God, you would have thought he was done. They were all crying and it's just... I don't know. Some, something about that bothers me. I would have gone on there laughing. They should have had me on ESPN today. I've been laughing. Like, dude, that guy sucks. Four and 13. Get out of here. He deserved to be fired. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, he made Mac Jones a Pro Bowl quarterback. He did. You know, I was People looking back. Forget. They went, yeah, they went 10 and 7 with Mac Jones. I don't know what happened, but. Well, that, that he, was when they didn't have an OC either, right? No, they had an OC. I think that was the last year of McDaniels. Are you sure? I believe so. Yeah, the next right. year is when they were like, let's take our defensive coordinator <laughs> and we'll make him an offensive Dude, coordinator and no one will see it who coming. Who else could get away with that besides the great Bill Belichick? Think of, so- he seriously. He get away with it. <laughs> well, that's true. He didn't. It, but it was like, that is such a wild, wildly under underrated terrible move. Like, nobody talks about it. What the hell was he thinking? And of course they sucked. And then they sucked again, and now it's like he's, you know, I don't know. That It's so interesting to me that they're saying Belichick will get another job, maybe Atlanta, and Pete won't. They're the same age. I feel like Pete's more sort of modern-day football than Bill. I guess you just want Bill's defensive brain, but... I think you want to be the one who breaks the record. Like, you get to say, you get to be the trivia question, or the answer to the trivia question, what team did Bill Belichick break the all-time coach wins record? He needs 16? Is that what it is? Well, that's the thing. Like, some are 16, some are 28. Like, if you include playoffs, he needs 28 to catch George Hallis. If you just include regular season, I think it's 15 to catch Shula. Yeah, I think that's the one everybody's talking about. Shula, the regular season one. Because he already has the most postseason wins. Right. It's the combination of them where Hallis gets him because Hallis played back when electricians and plumbers are coached, I guess. Oh, God. Here we go with that. Welcome to my young opinions. Yeah. This is going to be a, this show is going to be a disaster. You've had a good show where it was just (laughs) me and you before. It was fun. No, I know. Uh, Will Ortner is in. Suk is out. He'll be back tomorrow. Um, Let's get our poll question in right away. It's uh, already up there. On X at 1080 the fan, AAA heating and cooling, family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com today. We're asking you who is the coaching goat? Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Phil Jackson, or John Wooden? Vote, vote hard. Yesterday we asked which coach would you most want for your NFL team? Jim Harbaugh winning 45%, Mike Vrabel 39%, uh, Nick Saban 10%, Pete Carroll only 6%. So today, if you missed it, uh, Belichick is out after a couple of days of talking with Robert Kraft about his future. Uh, he said he really didn't have any hard feelings. It's time for him to move on. Sounds like it was amicable. They talked it out. Robert Kraft, man, I got a lot of I got a lot of respect for that guy. Um, his logic is sound, if not rare. Let me read you a couple quotes of what he said. 
uh, at his press conference today about, you know, his thought process here. Because it's tough, you know, 24 years, he's the greatest of all time. He won six rings, uh, could have easily been eight, you know, maybe even, well, yeah, eight. Although they could have easily lost the Seattle one, they would be five and four in Super Bowl. Still, I mean, Bill Belichick's the GOAT. And um, he said... The last three years have been pretty tough, and I know for our dedicated fans and myself and in life, I just learned that things happen. Our family is the custodian of this asset, the New England Patriots. We know how important it is to the psyche of the community and what's going on here the last three, four years isn't what we want. We have a responsibility to do what we can do to fix it to the best of our ability. Um, Yeah, I don't think a lot of owners think that way, right? Like, just him saying we're the steward or the the custodian of this asset, I think that's a pretty unique thought process for a rich owner who usually just, you know, it's all about them. He said, um, they talked about, it says earlier in the week, Belichick met with New England media and insinuated that he could be open to relinquishing some personnel control if he returned. They asked Kraft about that. He said, yeah, we thought about that, but you know, I've had experiences running different businesses and trying to develop a team. Think about it. When you had someone like Bill who's had control over every decision, every coach we hired, the organization reports to him on the draft how much money we spend. Every decision has been his. We've always supported him. To then take some of that power away and give it to someone else, accountability is important to me. Where he had the responsibility and someone else takes it, it's going to set up confusion. It wouldn't work, in my opinion. He added, all of us need checks and balances in our life. Also, another, I, you know, a very good thought from his experiences uh, owning company. And then he said, I'm fortunate in our family, our businesses are all private. And so we try to create a culture and develop an environment where people want to stay and stay long term. Yeah, I guess if you look at uh, this as a transaction, Belichick is so valuable and how he could extract something. They're talking about trading Belichick. This is true of Brady, too. He could have traded Brady, knowing that Brady wanted out. He could have traded Belichick. Um, He said, I didn't think it was right. I didn't think it was right for Tom Brady, who gave us 20 years, and I don't think it's right for Bill. Each of them earned the right to be in the position where they should do what's right for us, uh, given what they have done for this franchise. Some people might criticize me for not extracting that as value, and I understand that, but we just try to do what we think is right for the proper values and ability to operate and try to get people to want to come and feel that we're going to treat them fairly. Dude, Robert Kraft, that's as good as it gets from an owner right there, because I'm, I'm guessing that was not an easy decision. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. To part ways with the great Bill Belichick, even though um, <clears throat> they were atrocious this past year. So Belichick is out. Who is the coaching goat? Saban, Belichick, Jackson, or Wooden? Vote on X at 1080 The Fan. When we get back, we have audio. Dan Lanning is staying. 313 on the fan. This is a wild card week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, Sue is out. Will Ortner is in. Schultz is doing mornings. I just uh, checked the poll question. John Wooden is winning, and I just realized also that, uh, Will, we may have to explain to you who that is. I know who John Wooden is. Hmm. Okay, good. Coach at UCLA, Pyramid of Success. Have you read it? Uh, I've looked at the pyramid. Yeah? I look closer at Pete Carroll's, but I look at it. I'm aware of it. If you had to learn from one of those guys, who would you most want to learn from? I think it might be Petey for me. It's 100% Petey, because he's the most normal, I would assume. Yeah, he's just cool. He's fun. Culture setter, man. He's a nice guy. Good dude. Up-tempo, upbeat. Yeah, Belichick was an a-hole, or is. He is. Very much so. But, you know, you got to give him credit because a lot of coaches are like that. The heavy-handed, you know, drill sergeant type coach, he's like that. But he did it better than all the other a-holes, so you got to give him credit, man. And looking back, that Belichick-Pete Carroll Super Bowl, that looks more and more epic. You know, not just the way it ended. Right. But that whole game was awesome. Back and forth, whole way. and. Two top ten coaches? Yeah, for sure. Right? The, the greatest of all time. And then Pete, who's, I think, just criminally underrated. I mean, the guy won titles in college and pro. I just A lot of people were doing that meme where you got the two scary dragons and then you got the third, like, goofy face dragon. And they were saying Saban, Belichick, scary dragons, Pete, goofy face dragon. Mm, don't agree. I vastly disagree. I mean, how many people have titles in college and in the NFL? Exactly. In multiple different decades, well, too. And and Pete, maybe they're doing that just because Pete is kind of goofy, but uh, I I wholeheartedly reject that. You tell him I said that, too. I'll, on, I'll go online on and I'll, I'll tell uh, Coley Mick to shut yeah, up. that's right. From Isaac Rock. I'll be your burner if you want. <laughs> I have a burner. You do? Yeah. I knew. I remember Sook's burner. Yeah. Thought about making one yeah. myself, but... Uh, I never use it, though. I just use the fan one. <laughs> you use the fan as your burner? I just yeah, I just look through Twitter on through the fans account. Uh coming up next, Hugh Offill is gonna join us. We're gonna get Hugh Betcha back on the air because it is wild card weekend. It's getting totally overshadowed by a wild week. But um the bigger news here locally is that the Alabama job still not filled, but it will not be Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning announces he is staying, 
And quite frankly, it was a really cool way to announce your staying. He did another one of those uh, Oregon, you know, hype videos. And here's what it sounded. He posted it to his social media. And here's what it sounded like. Four. Who has goals and aspirations? Raise your hand up. All right, everybody got goals and aspirations. You know how you get those? You be the best where you're at. And that's how you reach goals and aspirations. That's how great things happen. It's not about worrying about the next thing. It's about worrying what's right in front of you, six inches right in front of your face. I want to remind you guys what that means. You guys that just got here don't know them, right? But it means something being Oregon Duck. Everybody makes what? They all, they all make commitments to things that they're going to do. A lot of starters. The world doesn't have a lot of what? Finishers. We're finishers. I want to be here in Eugene for as long as Eugene will have me. This place has everything that I could possibly ever want. There's a little bit of a problem in society today with people looking for what's next and where where there's an opportunity. And the reality is, you know, the grass is not always greener. In fact, the grass is damn green in Eugene. And then he says, on the end it says, it just in quotes, it says, I'm not leaving. And he posted that to his social media. So I, I get it. It was a tad scary for you Duck fans. We talked about this yesterday. PTSD from the last two coaches. And, um, you know, he. there's a reason why he was speaking so confidently about staying at Oregon uh, last month or whenever that was, November, when uh, the A&M job opened. It's because Oregon took care of him behind the scenes, man. Done. Took care of him. Phil Knight, let's go. Seriously. Well, Feldman was also saying that his buyout, yeah. everyone was saying $20 million. Yeah. It sounds like it was even higher than that. Well, I think Feldman might have been referring to the idea that Phil has uh, sweetened the pot for Dan with Nike stock. There's that. Dan has Nike stock? Well, good to be Phil Dan. does. Good to be Dan. Perhaps, um, you know, a scenario where... Dan stays long enough. He gets X amount of Nike. Yeah, I don't Dan's know. in the will now. It's all speculation. Dan might be in the will now. <laughs> and when in that I case, die, Dan is not going anywhere. When I die, Dan gets ten percent of man, Nike. Let, let's be honest. Phil Knight has the ability to 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 solidify the coach as best he can, right? And mm-hmm. I think that without knowing details behind the scenes, one of the reasons why Dane Lanning spoke so confidently about staying at Oregon is they took care of him. And now, you know what I think this means now, which is great for Oregon fans. I mean, it was trepidatious for Oregon fans yesterday. Today, you guys got to be over the moon because I think this means Lanning is your guy for a long time. He's not going anywhere. The Alabama job opened. And he turned it down. Think about that. I mean, just the idea that an Oregon coach is not interested in the Alabama job is wild. And it shows you how far Oregon has come. But it also says that Oregon has stepped up to take care of Dan Lanning. The other part of it is Dan Lanning is and has showed you that he is a very loyal guy. He's a man of substance. That's why he can speak so emphatically about staying. Um, he, he, he's a man of his word. He's not a ladder climber. He, he, he knows that the grass isn't always greener. Uh, he has told us that, and he has shown us that. It's refreshing that in this day and age of us never believing a word a coach ever says ever, that with him you can. And 
you know, what's weird about Lanning is he already feels like a legend here. And he hasn't won much of anything yet. But his swagger, that cigar vid, you know, he put, the, he put him puffing on that, you know, that classic cigar moment uh, that he had. I forget what that was. That was after what, his first year recruiting. Is that it was what like it was? like the National Signing Day. Signing Day, that's right. Because he flipped like four or five kids, yeah. Mateo Uyunglele. He threw that at the end of the video. <laughs> the end of, if you haven't seen the video that we just played the audio of, go watch it. Great way to, to, to tell mm-hmm. your fan base your, your stand put. Because that, the quotes where he was talking to the team, that was all from uh, the meeting, um, I guess that was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Or, yeah, it would have been yesterday. Or maybe it was this morning. I, I it know. might have been before, honestly. Like, he might have taken audio uh, from a meeting before. Cause yeah, maybe. Right now, you're not having a whole lot of team meetings in college I guess football. that's true. It's kind of more true. of a break or you're like you're you're in the weight room but there's not a lot of meetings going on. But right. he was not in Tuscaloosa last night as social media would suggest to you, which is another reason Poor why news reporter. Yeah, the Caval guy, right? <laughs> Whoops, egg on your face, buddy. Yeah, the Caval, so that's the the station in Eugene. Yeah. That dude, their sports guy, was the one that he said he apparently he used to work in Tuscaloosa. He said last night on TV that Dan Lanning was in Tuscaloosa. And he was not. And we know that because, well, people at Oregon were reporting that, but also Lanning went on Pat McAfee today. It was a distraction last night. My my 13-year-old son, Caden, we just started watching the Jason Bourne movie. Yeah. We were oh, on Jason nice. and my phone's blowing up, and it's like, <laughs> Dad, it says, it says you're in Tuscaloosa right now. It's like, we're watching Jason Bourne. Focus on the movie. <laughs> Put your phone on. Do not disturb. So it interrupted what we were we were in on last night. But, uh, yeah, we got great players that we're, we're looking to sign. All that became a distraction for sure. You got players on our team reaching out, and they, they know where I'm at. Ten toes down. Ten toes down. I love that. So you always gotta, you always gotta consider the sources when this stuff is flying around on social media. Maybe it's just, you just use it as it's just fun and speculation, and it doesn't really mean much. Maybe you believe it, maybe you don't. But um, he was not in Tuscaloosa last night. He was sitting on his couch watching a born movie with his kid. For, for God's sakes, people! He was basically doing with his kid what Dusty is trying to do with me, making his kid watch movies from his childhood. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I think it's a parent's responsibility to do that. Your dad failed you. That's what I'm being told. I watched Dumb and Dumber. That was funny. Well, look, what we know of Lanning and the way he's wired, I think for him to leave, it would have to be all about timing. I I think if a certain job opened, let's say Georgia, and it was at the moment that he's unhappy about his support or, you know, he's fighting over contract details or the team is trending down, then you sweat. But as long as you give him what he needs and show him that you appreciate him and take care of him as best you can, which you have, uh, that man is committed. He knows he can win here. He's building it, and they're close, really close. And the other thing, too, before we uh, move on to Hugh coming up next, and then we'll get back to landing Belichick and all this big news today, but um, he understands. Oh, the other thing in that video, which you, you didn't hear in the clip that we played on the radio, but in the video there is another quote from him that they that they put on the screen that says if you if if you're worried about your coach leaving come play for us. Yeah. Which I thought that was a great line. Mm-hmm. He understands that one of the biggest detractors in recruiting is coach uncertainty. 
So that's why he put that line in there. And he knows you have to be emphatic about stability. It helps in recruiting. He is using his full commitment to this job to his advantage. And, you know, I like I said, the guy's sort of an Oregon legend already. Just by just this move right here. Not to say he he can't leave or won't leave, but because I'm thinking back to Roy Williams when I was at Kansas, Roy Williams is like, I'm staying and everybody was, ah, you're a hero. Bah! Three weeks later he was at he was at North Carolina. <laughs> and I'm not saying that would happen with Lanning, but I think eventually, you know, you never say never with coaches, obviously. But I just think with Lanning, we we believed him when he spoke. He's he he's intentional when he speaks. And um, I think it makes it very easy for him to stay at Oregon. One, Oregon's a hell of a job. And two, they've taken good care of him. And he understands the value of, like he said in that clip, just sticking around and your goals are w- where you are at the time. You can't be looking ahead. You can't be looking around. I Forget think it, it. I think it also shows how the donors and how the fans treat him. Because I do think that there would be some leniency at Oregon if there was a down year or there was an off year that I don't think he would have necessarily at Alabama. And he's been at Alabama. He's been at Georgia. He's been in these big-time programs down in the South. And I think he understands it's not just one donor that you have to appease. And you're not going to have the ability to appease all of those donors because they're going to have their own beliefs on how the football program should look and how they should play. A lot of cooks in the kitchen. There's in, in some of those programs. There's like one cook in the Oregon kitchen, maybe two. Yeah, no, that's right. I, I, and I, yeah, I mean, I, why would you want to follow Nick Saban? The 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 expectations are impossible there now. Yeah, absolutely impossible. And he knows that. So just the idea that an Oregon coach says no to Alabama that is just so wild to me. And it's such a testament to Oregon. Now, who does Washington hire? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. To replace Kalen DeBoer. Hey, oh, what? Let's get to that later. But up next, let's look at Wild Card Weekend, man. We, have, we haven't had any opportunity to talk about these games yet. Hugh Offill, the sportsbook manager at A, uh, for a segment we call Hugh Betcha, is coming up next. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
In the Ferrari or Jaguar, switching four lanes with the top down, screaming out money in the bank. Bubble hard in the double law, flashing the rings with the window crack, holla back, money in the bank. Jigga, I don't like it if it don't gleam. This is a wild card week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. P1 Scott says, great day to be a duck. Now we just need Alabama to raid the Husky coaching cookie jar. Which it sounds like they might. More on that uh, coming up at 5.15. Dave Bartu, you know, he has the Rona. But he's going to come on. He's not coming in here, but he's going to come on uh, via the phone at 5.15 and tell us what he thinks um, about the Alabama coaching hire. But for the moment... Let's take a look at Wild Card Weekend. Let's bring back Hugh Offill, ALNA Sportsbook Manager, for a segment we like to call Hugh Betcha. Hugh, what's up, man? How we doing? Everything's great, man. Everything's great. How you doing? Doing good. It's going to be a cold and and maybe snowy weekend, so we have money to win sitting on our couch watching uh, NFL playoffs. Or if you can make it out, getting up to ALNA and sitting down there and having a pop watching these games. There's some pretty good matchups. Let's. I'm just, I'm just going to go chronologically. The first one is going to be um, Saturday, one thirty, Browns Texans in Houston. Now they've already played, and the Browns won in Houston, although. C.J. Stroud didn't play in that game. Who do you have more trust in, the veteran Flacco or the rookie Stroud? Uh, it, it might boil down to which defense do I have more, uh, you know, think highly of more so. Uh, the Browns' defense is so good. I know Stroud can do some magical things. And, you know, Flacco has stepped in and, and done everything. He has managed everything very, very well. Um I think I would probably lean toward Cleveland just a little bit. Uh, tough on the road, and Stroud can do great things, but that defense is is brutal. It's nuts what Flacco's been able to do. By the way, the um, the spread on that game, Cleveland is favored by two in Houston. Are you as shocked as I am that Joe Flacco is throwing for 300 yards a game for Cleveland? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you, when you watched him play for the Jets, and maybe it was because he didn't have any protection at all, and, uh, you know, he was just, it just, he looked terrible. He has stepped in here and done exactly what he needed to do, has found receivers. Uh, it's pretty remarkable what he's been able to do. Good fit. All right. So, uh, Saturday night at five, Dolphins Chiefs in Kansas City. Uh, what does, um, because they're, they're saying, you know, possibly zero degrees and a, a negative wind chill for this game. What is a, a t- cold temperature like that what is super cold weather like that due to a game in your opinion it, it, both of these teams know know exactly you know what it is like to be, play in these cold games and and they're pretty much uh the veterans can help the younger guys out to what they're what they're doing and, and one thing that happens is both teams are playing it isn't like one team can just deal with it it's just it's just bloody cold and and uh, i don't think that it will have it will have an effect, but it has an effect on everybody. Has the over/under dropped a bunch because of that news that it will be so cold? It, it's just dropped a half a point. We okay. opened forty-four; it's down to forty-three and a half now. Uh, I, I, I have heard more under wagers today, but you know sometimes you can take a cold weather game and you think, "Oh my goodness, it's not going to be anything like this." And next thing you know, it's thirty to twenty, and it's fifty points scored. Now I know you're a Chiefs fan. So let, try to be impartial for me here, but am I the only one who is not writing off Miami? Oh, I'm not running writing off Miami at all because, you know, at, at even plus four and a half points, they can run the football, and if they're able to do that, 
and, you know, keep the offense off the field and grind it out. You know, Tua makes some, uh, you know, good uh, pass completions and stuff like that. I wouldn't write them off at all. I think that they have a, you know, the injuries is probably the biggest thing that is hurting Miami. Uh, Defensively, they are so, they they didn't, you don't hardly have any edge rushers left. But uh, like you say, taking it off the, the fandom of it all, you know, I tell you what, plus four and a half in a game that's going to be really cold like this could come down to three either way. It's tough not to take. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I might be on Miami, but I might I might throw them in a teaser just to be safe. But I, I also think the weather brings that down to, you know, just kind of a – well, and Kansas City's offense. I mean, Kansas City's offense hasn't been great. I know they have a good defense, no. but they're not the same. No, they've dropped more balls than than anybody in the league yeah. this year, and and uh, and I don't <laughs> I don't think the cold weather is going to help that. Anymore. Right? Yeah, and then you know the other side, Miami's, uh, you know, they're home run hitters. You know, they can still get yep. a, a home run or two. And Mostert, you mentioned their run game. Mostert, twelve carries, eighty five yards, and a tutty the first time they played, even though Kansas City won. Yep. So you're right. Um, all right, so that one that wraps up Saturday. Sunday we get Steelers Bills, ten a.m. Uh, the spread is Buffalo minus 10. Steelers have a terrible track record without T.J. Watt. Um, where would your money go if you bet this one? Uh, 10 points in a, in a, uh, in a playoff game. Uh, it's, it's a lot. So difficult. It is a lot. And, again, you know, you're talking weather could not, not – you know, I'm sure it's going to be plenty cool in Buffalo. Uh, but, you know, you, you look at the, the, the offensive weapons that, that uh, you know, Pittsburgh has. And, look, Rudolph has done good things. And – in what he's played in this last little little run of his, but um, you know it will be hard for me to go against the home team. You know, like you say, you might want to tease it down just a little bit, uh, tease Buffalo down a little bit. But I, I certainly think Buffalo is going to be the one that wins this game. Packers, Cowboys, Dallas, awfully tough at home. That'd be the second game on Sunday. Um, what do you make of the Packers' chances here? Seven and a half point I think- dogs. I think pretty good chances, but sometimes, you know, one thing I was going through as I, as I was making my numbers here, uh, that when you see Green Bay, you know, they have played fairly well. Uh, Dallas has played really, really well at home. The, the seven and a half, to me, is is wanting to um, suck the public into, they, look, this is the side you got to take. You're going to take a touchdown, and, you know. Green Bay, yeah. They're, yeah. they're basically absolutely. enticing you to take Green Bay. Correct, and that's why I would take the other side. Yeah, exactly. I mean, simply simply because this is the numbers I made. I made Dallas ten, and wow. I think that it's it just just I, I had to go back through it because I thought you know Green Bay has played really really well, but I just don't. To me, it's it's one of those things that again is trying to suck you into your. My first thought was, oh my God, got to take seven and a half points. It's just something. Actually, we are down to Dallas minus seven, so. I think I would play the home team. Yeah, but I, I think so too. That's another good one to tease if you want to just tease down. Dow- Dallas only has to win, but yeah, I think for me it comes back to Green Bay's defense. I don't know that they slow Dallas down, especially at home. Correct. Um, especially at home. Now here's a side that I like. When I look at all these, I, I, none of the sides really jumped out at me. Toying with Cleveland, I do like Miami in a teaser, maybe a Miami Dallas teaser. A side I like is this Sunday night game. I love the Lions. Um, they're they're only laying three against. The the Rams, also a team that's very good at home, Detroit. Uh, talk me off of that, or will you? For the last three, four weeks, I have I have thought, once the Rams clinched the playoff spot, because they were playing really well, in, and then they got their playoff spot, um, that is the one team I thought nobody wants to play. Uh, defensively, they're playing really tough. Stafford's not hurt. He's as healthy 
healthy as he's, he, he has been in, in any time of, you know, this time of year. Uh, I, I, I think that some of the tight end injuries with Laporta being, you know, hurt for, for, you know, uh, for Detroit, I, you know, I, like I said, I have been on the train that said I wouldn't want to play the Rams. And, and I think I would be, it would be very, very careful here. Mm. Um, in in this matchup, okay. I, I, I just uh, just a defensive thing. The Rams played really really well, and a healthy Stafford. There's there's a lot of dynamics to him. Pers- him going back to Detroit to play this playoff game. No more no more pressure is going to be on him. You know, I have I have gone back and forth, but I, I think I'd probably play the Rams. Wow. All right. Monday night is Eagles Bucks. Now I was certain you and I were talking just the other day up there. I told you I said I was certain the Eagles are first round and out, but then. <laughs> they go play Tampa. You see the matchup, and you're like, "Well, it's Tampa, maybe the weakest of all the playoff teams, maybe, arguably." Um, so now I'm kind of waffling. I think I'm still taking the Bucks, but what do you think? It's uh, Philly minus three, still favored in Tampa on Monday night. I, I agree with you. It's tough for me not to take the Buccaneers. It, it, I, I realize that, no pun intended, Hurts got hurt uh, with his you know finger getting just blasted. Um, they have. Something's wrong with Philadelphia, yeah. and I do not know what it is. You know, what do they say? They've fallen and they can't get up. That's what it seems like. That's what it feels like. Um, to just get blasted by the Giants and you have the division on the line, I, I, I don't know what the fix is. I don't know what the, you know, to, to get them, you know, I kept thinking, oh, they're going to write the ship. They're going to write the ship. They haven't right. You know, they haven't gotten themselves straight at all, and, and uh Everybody's, you know, it, it, nobody believes in Mayfield and what the Bucks can do, and they're at home, and you're going to give them points. And I think it's hard not to take Tampa. I know it's it's one of those where anytime you get the better defense at home catching yep. points, you that's yep. not a bad bet in the NFL. And you're right, the Eagles. We just need to trust our eyes; they are not right. So that and that's a rematch too. The Eagles won the first matchup in Tampa, twenty-five to eleven earlier in the season. What is your pick of the week, Hugh? My my pick of the week is is uh, Cleveland. Okay. Um, I, I I like Cleveland this week. It, it's tough because I you know fan wise I really like Stroud and what he can do, uh, but I just don't know that that defense is something else. And and uh, you know the Browns have proven defensively what they can do, and I don't think they're afraid to play anybody in the AFC and 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 worry about anything. Riding that defense, and hey, Flacco's been doing what he's got to do to win. Yeah, not even laying a field goal. I mean, only two points. That's uh, that's yeah. juicy. All right. Yeah. Uh, have a great weekend up there. Stay uh, stay warm. ALNA Sportsbook Manager Hugh Offill. Hugh betcha. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Cleveland. Mm. I think what I'm going to do, we'll reveal our picks tomorrow. I'm toying with Cleveland. I, I think a Dallas-Miami teaser is interesting. And I also think... Getting the Bucks plus three and maybe get get something on the Bucks in a teaser for Monday night since that's the last game. You got options if you win the first leg of the teaser. Maybe that too. And then maybe I, he tried to talk me off the Lions. I don't know. I like Detroit. Maybe bet Detroit. But um, that defense doesn't scare you. Who Rams? No. Oh, Detroit. Detroit. Oh, it's absolutely. Wild. Yes, absolutely. I, I think that's going to be a good game, but I think threes, you know, I mean, Detroit wins, it's probably going to be by three, right? Like it's, you know, yeah. I mean, it's the NFL that usually lands on three and seven. And I, I feel like, 
I don't know. There's something about the Lions at home. I think they're going to get this one done. But now you guys are scaring me. Well, I just... A little bit. Because you're right. The Lions are not very trustworthy. They're really good at making sure every game is within one score. Yeah, they, they (laughs) they are that. They could be blowing a team out, or they could be getting blown out, and they yeah. will find a way to make sure it's a one-score game. Yeah. Who do you want the ball? Okay, so impar- if you're an impartial observer to that game, mm-hmm. who do you think you want to have the ball last? I- I'd say probably the Lions, right? You you want the Lions. In-, in other words, let's just say you need one of these quarterbacks to drive you down for a game-winning score. Who's going to do it? I feel like you trust Matt Stafford more. He's proven that he can do it. Not that Jared Goff hasn't, but I just feel like... Yeah, that was kind of a stupid question. If you're going to go on trust, it's the Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's a good game. It's going to be a great game. I love this weekend, man. Wild card weekend and divisional weekend is great too, but um, this is going to be some good stuff. Uh, Appreciate Hugh. We'll get him back on um, 3.30 next Thursday too to preview the, the next round of the playoffs. All right, more of what Dan Lanning said on the Pat McAfee Show. Uh, up next on the fan. dot com on 1080 the fan. I'll show you kids, show you the ropes. Well, day after we lost Nick Saban and Pete Carroll, the hoodie is out. I can't even imagine. Bill Belichick parting ways with the Patriots. Uh, many think that uh, the insiders are all talking about Belichick to the Falcons now because Arthur Blank has always um, tried to get the, you know, the 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 veteran winning coach. Tried to get Parcells back in the day, apparently. Um, so Belichick is out. But also, Dan Lanning is not out. He is staying. He is uh, remaining at Oregon. Cool video he posted this morning. He was not in Tuscaloosa last night. He was watching a movie with his kid. So he went on the Pat McAfee show today. And he said you know, a lot of the same stuff that, that we've heard him say. He said it on our show. He said it in um, press conferences during the season when the A&M job came up. But here's a little uh, taste of of what he said and the decision um, to even take the Oregon job. Well, I think, you know, getting your name put in the conversation speaks to what we're doing right here, right now. But, yeah, this decision has been made for me since I took this job. You know, I love what we have here. I love the support, the administration I have. I mean, we, we've got the things built to where we could be that that team. And um, we just got to continue to take, you know, steps in that direction to get where we want to be. You know, a friend of mine texted me, he said, power rank Oregon coaches, Lanning, Chip, Bilotti, Brooks. And I went, ooh, that's actually a pretty fun little exercise <laughs> because Lanning already feels like he has legendary status. But it's probably Chip one. Although I think Lanning will surpass Chip if he stays, and it sounds like he will. You, I think you could throw Bilotti on there, though, because without Bilotti, there is no Chip. Yeah, that's right. So does Bilotti get some of the yeah, you know, the payback for yeah. Chip? I mean, he should, yeah. And then without Brooks, there's none of them because he started the whole thing. Of course, you probably don't remember that. No. You've probably no. not read about that part of it, have you, Will? Well, he doesn't have a pyramid. Because nothing existed before 1980. <laughs> yes, he does have a pyramid. 1990, buddy. Oh. Well, I uh, Rich Brooks built it all. He built the foundation. He was a hell of a coach. Well, it's his field, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. By the way, still out there golfing. Ran into him in Central Oregon last last summer. Yeah. Loves his golf, Rich. Is Bilotti still golfing? He golfs, yeah. Drinks wearing, his white wine. Wearing Chino State gear or just Oregon <laughs> gear? Dude, Bilotti was great. I, I don't know. I just think Chip 
took it to another level. Right. And you have to credit Bilotti and Brooks for that foundation, but Chip took it to another level. I just think I already, and it's probably somewhat due to my man crush on Dan Lanning. I think Dan Lanning has it all. I think he's got everything it takes to get the job done and get a title at Oregon. It's going to be harder than ever because you're moving to the Big Twelve or Big Ten, and the tournament is now a twelve-team tournament. But you know, you just let this guy keep cooking. I think he's. I think he can get it done, man. He's awesome. I might make the argument that makes it easier though. The twelve <laughs> team, not necessarily the the Big Ten. I feel like with football, because it is so one and done, right? There's no seven game series. You just need to get into the dance. And then once you're in the dance, I kind of feel like anything can happen, especially for a team that is recruiting at the level that Oregon is recruiting at right now and the amount of quarterbacks that you're getting. And I know Dylan Gabriel hasn't been in the Oregon system yet, but what he was able to do at UCF and at Oklahoma and what you were able to do with Bo Nix and you get to keep your offensive coordinator, at least right now, that's what it looks like with Coach Stein and what he was able to do with Bo Nix's growth and I feel like Ty Thompson's growth. I feel like you just need to get into the dance, and then anything well, can happen. For you. It's a good point that it's easier to get in and get a shot. It will be easier to do that, even though you're in a tougher league. There are more spots, so you can drop. You, you can theoretically have more losses and still get in. I just think it's harder in the twelve team because you have to win more tough games. But you're right. I mean, Oregon doesn't. I mean, they they recruit at a level that they they you know they could certainly be upset by a lesser team in that tournament. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, they can beat anybody in there. There are going to be some teams in the 12 team tournament each year that really aren't capable of winning the whole thing. They're not capable of running. They don't have the talent to run through an Oregon and then a a, a Georgia and then a you know Ohio State. You're also starting three weeks to, in a row to fit the mold, right? This year was the fourth year ever where a team that won the national title wasn't a top 10 recruiter. Mm -hmm. Every other time that that happened, it was because Cam Newton, special quarterback, Deshaun Watson, special quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, special quarterback. You are recruiting at a top 10 level, and your last quarterback in Bo Nix, special quarterback, you just weren't able to quite get over the hump. Dylan Gabriel has all the makings of a special quarterback, and then with what you can build with either Novasad or with Moore, whoever ends up getting that job after he graduates and moves on, it feels like you are getting the best of both those worlds. You are getting the special quarterback or have the ability to develop that special quarterback with the top 10 recruiting classes. Yeah, I think with Dylan Gabriel now, you got a real shot to win it next year because even though you jump into the Big Ten, all those guys are back. He got all those guys to come back. And then you add Gabriel. And if you look at their schedule in the Big Ten, they get Ohio State and Washington at home. And Washington, you know, they may lose their coach. We'll talk more about that in the next segment. Is Kalen DeBoer going to Alabama? But even if they don't, they're losing a lot. They're not going to be the same next year. And you get that game at Autzen. You get Ohio State at Autzen. That's always going to be tough. Um, and then the one thing about Michigan, that game is in Ann Arbor, but they may lose their coach. So those are your three toughest, at least on paper right now, those are your three toughest games next year in the Big uh, Ten. That's doable. And then you have Dylan Gabriel. But like I said, just get in that tournament. I, I just would not, I don't know. Is there something that bothers you as an Oregon fan about how Washington got pushed around by Michigan? Um, in that championship game, because we thought Oregon and Washington were, were two of the best teams in the country, and they were not. They were not in the top two. 
it's it, it's certainly Michigan and probably Georgia. Hmm. Um, and the way Michigan was able to finish that off against Washington, does that make you worry that if you run up against a, a pissed-off Georgia next year? Because, you know, I tell you, that's my bet right now for next year hmm. is Georgia. Right. Because they're bringing everybody back. Well, a lot of guys back, including their quarterback. And the last time we saw them all pissed off, they won the championship. Like that, I, Kirby Smart is going to motivate the hell out of them about how they got slided, and they they have something to prove next year. Like that's my bet. I haven't seen the odds, but I would bet Georgia. Does it does it does it does it give you a little pause? How those elite teams, Michigan, and then Georgia over Oregon two years prior, right? Strange. How those. You know how those games went down. Maybe Oregon and Washington aren't quite up to that level yet, because we saw Michigan play Washington and it did not go well. Right, but also remember with Michigan and Washington, well, really with Oregon and Washington, UW doesn't recruit the same way that Oregon does. There's not the same That's depth, true. right? That's true. A lot of what happened with UW is you had a bunch of special forces meeting at the same time. You had three NFL caliber wide receivers in the same room at the same time. You had, I'm going to say he's the best quarterback to be at UW in my lifetime in Michael Penix. And then you had a, a, a very special head coach. Let's call a spade a spade there. Kalen DeBoer could scheme up plays that guy guys open with the best of them, right? And so it feels like with UW, you kind of had this mesh of a perfect special season where I feel like when you look at Oregon and the recruiting classes that they continue to bring in, those special seasons start to become kind of more the norm like they did at Alabama under Saban, like they did under uh, Kirby out at Georgia. And so then it just comes down to, is that year going to be your year, right? Like Michigan, their defense was so solid. There's no guy on that defense where you go, wow, they're going to be a top five NFL draft pick. But they're all going to play in the NFL. None of them on that defensive line were double-digit sack guys, but they were all seven, eight. They all knew how to get after the quarterback, and they could. So you can't just focus on one guy. And I feel like that's what Lanning's trying to build at Oregon. A little more depth. He's Right, and you saw that start to take place this year, too. Uyunglele purchased those young guys. They started to make plays as the season went on. So you have to trust in the system that he's building, and this is why it takes multiple seasons to get this kind of thing done. You have to build that depth, and it takes time, and it feels like Oregon is on the right track. All fair. Yeah, and, you know, they got that guy from uh, Georgia, had one of the best defenses of all time. He built that at Georgia, Dan Lanning. So, yeah, that's why I say this guy, it seems like he has it all, and and you're right about all those points, although I would... Again, point out, Oregon lost to Washington twice. Actually, three times. Right. 0-3. Oh, 0-3. And three. Oh, and three. But you're right. It does take time, and I think the traject- I think what you're saying is the trajectories of those two programs right now are very different, even though it seemed like they were two of the top teams. And, well, they were two of the top teams in college football this year. Mm-hmm. Oregon is, uh, yeah. you got you got to feel good if you're an Oregon fan today. Now, here's the question. Is Washington losing DeBoer? We'll get to that next. Let me play uh, one other Dan Lanning clip. Uh, from Pat McAfee. He went on there today, and McAfee asked him why stay at Oregon. When I think of Oregon, I think of innovation. And we all know that college football is changing like crazy right now. Um, And we're ahead of the curve. You know, we've got a plan. We've got great support. If there's something I need, I can go ask for it. And, you know, a lot of things that a lot of coaches are driven by, that's not really my motivation. It's one thing. Can we win? Can we win at a high level? Can can we compete for championships? And that that ability exists here. You know, I I think we have – 
uh, a program can be the best in the nation as long as I keep this thing on track. All right. Who are the favorites to land the Alabama gig? We'll have Dave Bartu coming up at 515. We'll talk more about it next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.